and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen, and I am so glad that you're here. Today, we're talking about five scary legal scenarios um, that I can easily help you avoid, but that you should definitely be aware of. And I thought about airing this episode today because, well, tomorrow's Halloween, and I have to clear the air about something. You might have, if you've been like in my community now for a while, then you've unfortunately had to hear (laughs) hear me say this before. But I am not the world's biggest Halloween fan. It is just not my thing. I don't know. I honest to God, I'm like, right now I'm like, it's like, I'll just turn on the news if I need to watch something scary. I saw Elise Myers, the comedian, she had a reel the other day that was like, can we all like opt out of like scary content when you like turn on Hulu and Netflix and all this stuff? It's horrifying, right? And I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. I don't need to see that. It's like the world is is like that. I don't know. I've just never been into Halloween. My mom wasn't into Halloween and and like she would always say that and she would always be like, I don't really like Halloween. It's too scary. I don't like scary movies. I'm kind of a wimp. I know. Don't hate me. It's all right. We can still be friends. If you really like Halloween, I would love to hear from you. I, I don't hate you. There's no judgment. <laughs> you can love Halloween freely. But also, I would love to hear from you like what you love about Halloween. Because I know like some people just love like getting dressed up or they always look forward to like a specific party. I know I really like this time of year, so I like that that's associated with that. I also don't really like candy. So that, wow, I'm just, I'm spilling all the things today. But yeah, it's like, I'm not like that much of a candy person. I would, if you bring me a ball of salt, I would love you forever. But sticky candy, like gummy stuff, no, just doesn't do it for me. I know, terrible. Give me like an Olipop or a Poppy and a bag of popcorn and I'm good to go. (laughs) That's like all I want. But anywho, all that to say that, you know, I knew Halloween was coming up. So I was like, let's do a scary episode. Um, But you know me, not that scary. So really, we're just talking about things that sound scary today, but we're going to very easily tackle them and make them not so scary. So you won't be scared by the end of this episode. So I've been like putting off recording this episode, not because it had something to do with Halloween, but because I've been really sick and I've just had like a really bad cold. Like I tested negative for everything and I just can't kick it. It's like one of those where I've had it now for a week and a half. It'll be two weeks and in a day or two. And, um, I just can't kick like the cough part and all this kind of stuff. And it's just very frustrating. And I was like putting off recording podcast episodes because I wasn't feeling well, but then you just get to some point where you're like, well, I'm not getting better. So I have to record this. Um, I sound a lot better today than I did like yesterday and the day before. So, Hopefully we're moving in the right direction, but it's just one of those annoying lingering things. I actually was thinking yesterday, I haven't been, I haven't been sick since March of 2022. Cause I remember I was sick like a few months before my dad passed away. And cause my dad always got like very, he was like the Jewish mother I never had. Cause my mom was not very much like this at all. But, um, my dad would just like get really like anxious about me being sick. And he would always bring me like soup and juices. And he was always convinced I was sick cause I wasn't drinking enough juice. <laughs> and and would, it was just like a classic, like Seinfeld scenario with him every day, but let alone on sick days. And, um, he was like so upset that I was sick. And I remember like I was really, really sick before he passed away. And um, he would like he would always get very worried about me. And that would show as like anxiety and almost like a frustration like that I was sick. It was like, you can't go down. I need you, you know, because I was like managing all his cancer stuff. So it's been a very long time since I've been sick. But then I feel like the trade off is like, 
Like the universe is like, you will not get sick often, but when you do, it will last for weeks. <laughs> and so like, I don't know, maybe I would take that over several like week long bouts of sickness per year. I don't know. Hopefully you don't, you're not sick now. I hope um, if you are, feel better. I know there's a lot of stuff going around, um, but also I hope that you're someone who doesn't get sick very often. So I'm also getting ready to go to one of the reasons I'm happy I'm getting better is I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Mexico in a week, both to relax, but really to uh, plan for the rest of this year and for 2024 um, with my operations director, Lindsay. So we are going to this like awesome resort. I will tell you about it later when we're back. I'll, I'll share too on social media if you haven't. Uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, head over to Instagram at Sam Vanderwielen, and I'm sure I've been sharing like pictures and video as you're watching this. And I'll just I'll just be coming back actually like that day, but uh, I'll save it for you for sure under a Mexico highlight. But it wait till you see where we're going. It's so beautiful, and the resort it has like really really healthy food, and it's really gorgeous. Um, and it's next to the resort where they filmed Bachelor in Paradise, which they, they're done filming. They filmed in January and they actually use our resort um, as part of it as well, just for like the staff and, and producers and everybody to stay. But it's so cool because you can still see like all the day beds and like the area where they all eat and they all hang out. You can see it all from the resort. So the Bachelor fan in me was just like freaking out. I was so excited. I went there back in uh, March. So um, that's what I'm getting ready to do. I feel like every single time I plan for the year for my business, I get a little bit better. I have my planning episodes coming back for you soon. Um, there'll be the episode. I usually air an episode where I reflect on this year and I teach you how to reflect on your business year. And then I follow that up with an episode on how, me planning for my business year and how I recommend you plan for your business year. And we have a planning, a free planning document for you. If you want to get a, like a head start on all this, I'll link to our free annual planning guide below. This is a, a freebie that I offered that people just love. Like we have hundreds and hundreds of people download it every year. So I'll link to that in the show notes down below, but you have that coming up. And, and that is the exact guide that I use for my own business and that Lindsay uses to help me plan for the whole year. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm Lindsay's my full-time employee. So I treat her to this trip every year. Um, and we do like a little relaxing, a little hanging out. Luckily, I really like her and like hanging out with her. So that that helps to have somebody you work with you like also want to go to dinner with. So I love hanging out with Lindsay. I love chatting with her. I could chat with her all day long. And we have a lot in common. And yes, we also plan and do business stuff. And so we're going to do a little bit of all of the above. So I wanted to chat with you about these five in particular legal scary scenarios today because I feel like there are a lot scarier. I mean, what I tend to find with legal stuff with online businesses in general is that these things sound a lot scarier than they are, or they are actually scary, but they can very easily be prevented or handled. So I wanted to talk through some of the five scarier scenarios that I think you know, that definitely keep me up at night for you. And that I think that you should be aware of the first scary legal scenario that keeps me up at night is you not getting paid, right? Because the thing that I hate the most, and I hate, like I get these messages and emails all the time from people about work that you've done, a product you've created, a course you've offered, a service you've offered, and then you don't get paid for it. That's the worst, right? Ideally, like just to to back up for a second, 
ideally, like so many times when I get these messages from people, this kind of stuff wouldn't happen if you had the right stuff in place or if you were even like onboarding clients correctly or taking payments correctly, like just doing some of the more like operations, administrative stuff the right way. And I know it's both like confusing and maybe you don't know, you know, that you're doing the wrong way, the wrong way until you find out, you know, through, through getting screwed, like through not getting paid. But it's also that like sometimes people will be like, well, I don't need to have that stuff set up yet. Like I don't need to have this kind of like layer of security yet. I'll just wait and I'll see how things go. And I'm sure like I'm just a little business. Nobody will do that to me. And then all of a sudden somebody does it to you. I feel like what I'm finding too is that this is happening earlier and earlier. Like when I started in like 2016, 2017 in online business, I feel like what I would often hear about people not getting paid was like somebody like me where, you know, I'm processing a lot of payments. We have people buying my ultimate bundle, for example, all the time who I don't know, who I have no interaction with, who maybe just come to my website, get a recommendation. They see a Facebook ad, like something happens, they click, they buy. And then somebody like disputes their payment or cancels their card or the charge doesn't go through. That's like what I associated this, like the whole like not getting paid thing with. Because when I started, I felt like there was more of a connection between like a coach and their client, for example, like you had a personal connection, that person kept paying you. I think what started to happen or what I've started to hear a lot more about over the last two years is that, you know, coaches are coming to me all the time saying, I was working with this person for like two, three months, you know, or I just had somebody write to me, actually, they posted in the Facebook community for my ultimate bundle program yesterday asking what to do because a client that they had worked with like almost all the way through, they were almost at the end, canceled her payments and did a chargeback threat. So she not only wouldn't pay the balance moving forward, but she also went to her credit card company asking for all of the money that she's already paid back because she's saying that she didn't like the service that's being provided. I'm starting to see more like trickery with some of that stuff. And, you know, maybe some of this has to do something with the economy, maybe with, like with where people are at financially. I think in our industry also, like consumers are going to become more savvy. You know, people know how to like cheat the return system in like, you know, returning stuff to Target. But like maybe for an online business, people didn't know like, oh, you can you can do a chargeback threat even though you've received the service and say you didn't like it and try to get your money back. So I think that we might just be seeing like a bit, a little bit of an evolution there. And that's why it's my worst nightmare for this to happen to you because, you know, it's, there's nothing like worse when, when I get these messages than seeing like you, you, I know, I feel that pain of like knowing that you've provided something, you've put yourself out there, you've done the work and then you feel so robbed. Like you feel like you're getting squeezed and you feel like you're being taken advantage of and it doesn't feel good. And, you know, also you, it just as a small business, you can't afford for that to happen to you. Like, especially if you're working with people one-on-one, you can't afford to have people using up your services, using up your time, which is your money right now. If you're doing, if you're doing one-to-one services or, or any sort of services, right, online, you have to get paid for that time because otherwise that is all lost time. It's like throwing profit down the toilet. And 
that is not sustainable, obviously, for, for a small business. But I also know that when you're more in the beginning and you've only had a handful of clients or you only have a handful of clients right now, one client canceling their credit card or one ca- client asking for a full refund can do a major damage to you financially. So in many of these cases, when when I hear from people like in my DMs or in emails, it tends to be that the person didn't have either a contract at all or they didn't have a very good contract that didn't speak to the these kinds of scenarios or like the the very specific scenario that this person's trying to pull. Like like someone contacted me the other day who didn't have a chargeback threat policy um, and she didn't have any language about cancellation in her contract. That kind of stuff is basic contract principle 101, right? That language is built into all of my contract templates. Those contract templates are either available on my website or they're included in the ultimate, at least 10 of them are included in the ultimate bundle. So um, if you're looking for contracts that are written by an attorney so that you know that they're solid, they have the pieces that you need, that is what I do. That's what I offer. And you can get those on my website anytime. But I find often that it's like the the contracts are either missing key language that's pretty obvious or there was they never used a contract at all. Um or they relied on some unenforceable type of contract like an email back and forth with a promise, uh, a conversation, a phone call, a handshake, an email, like you know whatever, a DM, something other than what it needs to be which is a legitimately drafted and signed executed contract, a legal contract. That's what you need to make sure you get paid. So you need a contract to avoid this scenario for for two different reasons. So one is because a lot of these things would be avoided. If you had this contract, that person might not be trying to pull this baloney on you, right? That may be one thing. Or it would guide you in your conversation as to like, hey, you actually owe this much. This is what you agreed to, you know, that kind of stuff. The second reason you need the contract to avoid this like nightmare scenario is that you need something to be able to now go back you up and enforce this payment. So if this person really stiffs you on the payment and it's going to do damage to your business, you can't, and you can't look the other way or you choose not to look the other way or walk away. Like there are cases where I have a training on this inside the ultimate bundle. Like when is it a good, when is it a good idea just to like walk away? Cause there are, there are good scenarios for that. But if it's not one of those and you're like, no, I did the service, I gave the product, I performed the thing, I need to get paid for this, this person's just like doing the wrong thing, you have to have a contract in order to go and enforce that payment. Uh, without that contract, there's nothing, there's no way, there's no like mechanism that you have other than just like sending nasty emails to that client or something like that. That's really just like throwing spaghetti at the wall. There's no meat to it. There's no meat in that spaghetti. (laughs) So you really need something so that in that scenario, you would be able to send them to collections, send them, you know, go to a small business attorney, file something, even just sending a nasty nasty, like lawyer letter, um, getting a lawyer to write a demand letter and attaching the copy of the contract. That's going to make it like hook, line and sinker for you to get paid. If you go to collections, you need the contract to show what they agreed to. If that client does a chargeback threat, which is where they go to their credit card company and they say, I don't want to pay for this, give me my money back, you have to provide the credit card company with proof that this person agreed to certain terms. Once you provide those, and if those are adequate, then you will win the chargeback threat. So it is essential for avoiding this first legal nightmare scenario that you have a solid contract. 
The second legal nightmare scenario that that I definitely <laughs> lie awake at night for you is getting reported or getting in some sort of legal trouble because of your license or getting reported to your state governing body because you don't have a license, like somebody reporting you as a health coach for talking about nutrition um, or you're a finance coach talks about money and they report you to your state's licensing board because you're not an accountant or a certified financial planner. Um, really any kind of scope issue. It's not even just getting reported, but it could be like, you know, somebody calls you out for being unqualified or talking outside of your scope, right? That is the legal nightmare that keeps me up at night because that's something that could get big, right? Like could be on a big scale. Um, and it's something I talked about recently with one of my Ultimate Bundle members, Jenna Overbaugh, in episode 164 of On Your Terms, which I'll link to in the show notes below. But Jenna is a therapist and Jenna started an online business in which she's not providing you know, therapy. She's not providing therapy services, but she's selling courses and she's running more of like an educational platform on therapy, self-help advice, that kind of stuff. And Jenna actually got reported by, a, I mean, who we assume is a colleague. I mean, we don't know, but I think in these cases, you tend to think that it's someone who is probably in your industry. It could be a concerned citizen even. Like it can be anybody. It could be somebody following you online. Um, and, and she got reported. I'll let you listen to episode 164 to hear what ended up happening and and even how the ultimate bundle saved her ass, uh, for example. But uh, she had every single thing in place that she needed. And that's why this kind of thing keeps me up at night for you if you don't have legal protection in place, because this is an example of one of the things I was talking about earlier that can just be like easily prevented if you have the right pieces in place. And I feel like with Jenna's story in particular, there's such a, like, I can so easily see like a parallel example where somebody who would have been in her position would have just been like, I'll just have this like Instagram page. Like Jenna has a lot of followers on Instagram and just like, oh, I'm just posting content. What's the big deal? Or like, I'll just say this or I'll say that or I'll do this one thing, but I don't think I need all this legal stuff. And it turns out that, quote, all this legal stuff is exactly what ended up saving her. And without it, she could have gotten in a lot of trouble. Um, just not because she was actually doing something wrong, but for failing to have the proper like notices and disclosures and contracts and terms and all these kinds of things. So I worry about people getting reported. I worry also about people getting reported because they don't know. Like I worry about people legitimately getting reported because they don't know what their scope of practice is. If you don't know what I'm talking about and what scope of practice is, um, episode two of On Your Terms is a great place to start because that's like my first episode I ever did about scope of practice. I even have like a scope of practice um, playlist down below that I can link to if you listen on Spotify. But um, you really need to know what you're allowed to legally do in your business, what you're not allowed to legally do. It's very dependent on who you are, where you are, what you're talking about, like so many different things. But that's one of the ways you avoid getting reported. And the other way is that you have the appropriate policies on your website. You use contracts, you understand disclosures, you like understand how to talk about what you do. And as like all my ultimate bundle members will tell you, it is equally important that you know how to talk about what you don't do and like what you're not allowed to do um, and how to navigate those sticky conversations or requests when people are like, hey, can you help me with this? Or 
somebody writes you their life story in a DM or something like that. You have to know how to handle those situations safely. The third legal scenario that keeps me up at night is you getting copied. I hate the idea of you getting copied. And I also hate the idea that you, you might be afraid of being copied and that might be influencing like how you're running or growing your business. I know, I know what that feels like. I get copied all the time. I feel like I spent a long time in this like kind of more hesitant, paranoid position when I was like, I just didn't know what to do because I felt like I kept seeing me get copied and I was doing all the right things, obviously legally, but I would still get copied or some things would happen and like slip through the cracks because I was just busy running my business and not thinking that people were going to be stealing things left and right. And so it happens like we're all human. And it worries me about getting copied because I feel like you might underestimate how many people copy you um, or could copy you. I think you might underestimate like how big your business has to be or how many followers you have before somebody copies you. Um, I know for me and many other people, it happened like very early on. Um, and I I almost feel like as my business has gotten bigger, like I've, I maybe have gotten copied less. I don't know. Or maybe I see it less. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I mean, you definitely see like more and more businesses kind of start to emulate like your overall business. But I feel like I had more like direct cases of copying when my business was a little bit smaller. So I actually think that the logic is kind of the reverse of what a lot of people think. And that's why it scares me because then I'm like, you might not know. And then you're going to have that moment like I did when I saw another attorney had stolen my entire website. Um, and that is not a good feeling. Talk about feeling like you got violated and like just so like it felt so gross to feel like somebody had been like fishing around and watching me and even like the idea that somebody had like poked behind the code of my website it felt so like like someone broke into my dressers you know like that's how it felt um so getting copied is not not fun and it's very important that as a content creator like you are creating content the number one thing that you are doing is creating content whether it's on social media or to your email list, on your website, on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever, and on podcast um, or, or YouTube, you have to know what kind of content you're creating. Like, what does that fall under? Is this something that needs to be copywritten? Am I doing stuff that needs to be trademarked? Does my business need a trademark? Those are very basic and simple questions that you should be able to answer as a business owner um, with a little bit of help, obviously. So, I have a good episode down for, I have an episode that I'll link down below for you, episode 113 of On Your Terms, um, which is all about how to legally protect your content itself through copyright registration. And then I also have an episode down below that I will link for you about whether or not you need to trademark like your business name or the names of your programs or even like differentiating between trademarks, copyrights, patents, like all that stuff. It's, it can be really confusing. And so I have some really like, easy, quick episodes for you that I will link to down below all about this. The fourth legal scenario that I am nervous about <laughs> is that you might get caught without a contract or be using a bad one and then get stuck in a scenario in which not having a contract or having a bad one comes back to bite you. So we kind of talked about this when it comes to not getting paid. That That is definitely one area where I see it. I see it uh, in when people like ask for a refund and then you're like, well, I said no refunds like in the, I don't know, like on the sales page or like on the checkout page somewhere. And now they're asking for a refund. I'm like, I know, but where's your contract for it? Like you need a contract that says 
that there are new refunds and that they have to agree to it, right? So refunds is a good one. Another good example of like something that this is like, I mean, I'm a, I always say this to people, like I'm a lawyer and I sometimes don't even foresee like the shenanigans that people pull sometimes online. So I remember that this one person, one of my friends, it was a course, she is a course creator, but this was like several years ago and she was selling her online course and um, it was before we became friends and she had like very simple terms at checkout. So again, she had a contract, but it was a bad one. It was not written by a lawyer. It was something that she cobbled together herself, copy and pasted. I know that that is what a lot of people do. And so she had this at checkout. Somebody buys her product. They basically take her course so that they can be like inspired by it and they want to go out and create their own. And they end up like basically going off and creating the identical course. Like they they go and create their course. Not like they, they don't steal the content outright. But they go and like use the structure of her course, the topics that she talks about, like they're very inspired by it. And then they use a lot of like the methodologies and strategies, which weren't like things that she necessarily owned, but she definitely taught them in that course. And then this other person, you know, saw them in her course and goes and replicates them. And when my friend finds out about this and contacts her and says, you're in violation of, you know, you're violating my copyright and my this, that, my other thing. The girl says, where's your contract that says that I you know, that any of this information was confidential, that it couldn't be reused. I don't see anything about a license. Um, I don't see you saying that this is your intellectual property. Do you have it registered? And the girl was like, I mean, I remember seeing the email and I'll just tell you that this, this girl from Philly wanted to slap her when I saw the, when I saw the email because it was so rude, right? Like she was clearly, she was clearly playing games with my friend. And she was clearly like, she knew what she was doing. She knew it was wrong, but she was trying to get out on like a technicality, right? It was so rude. By the way, I'm just kidding about slapping. I wouldn't physically harm another human being <laughs> by on purpose. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I digitally wanted to slap her because it was just, yeah, it was just like so sneaky, snarky, gross, slimy. I hated it. I was, I remember I was so mad when I saw this email. And on the other hand, she was right about some some stuff, right? The point is that this person should have had to agree to a contract when she purchased the course that was good and that talked about these issues. These are everything that I just named are super basic issues. Like my contract template for your um, online courses and memberships, it's called terms of use contract template, the terms of use contract template that goes over like what you are and aren't allowed to do with reusing the content, who you can share it with, like, you know, your intellectual property ownership, like what you would do if you found out about it, all of these kinds of things. Like all of these issues are basic, basic issues that would be in any good terms. So that's why it is a legal nightmare to get caught without a contract or with a bad one, because you could just be missing things that are like, really obvious that people like me would know to put in there and it's no fault of your own, but it might just be missing from your contracts right now. Okay. Are you ready for my fifth and final scary legal scenario that keeps me up at night? By the way, after I finish my fifth legal scenario, I want you to stick around because I actually had a listener the other day, one of our terminators, as I'm going to start calling you all, one of my terminators. Um, if you listen to the podcast regularly, uh, one of my terminators the other day asked, if I could start sharing like a little to-do list or recap at the end of the episode of like, here's what I would do. So I'm going to share that after the fifth legal scenario. Okay. So 
the fifth thing that keeps me up at night is you never going anywhere because you're afraid that you're legally exposed, but you never doing anything about it either. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately is just that we need to focus on what we can control and that a lot of our like fear and anxiety around a lot of things in business, but I, I can only really speak for like the legal stuff is, you know, that we spend a lot of time worrying about things that are outside of our control and it's a double dose, like a double whammy of a bad combo when you also don't take action and do the things that you can. So a lot of times I hear from people who are really afraid, you know, of being sued or of being found out or someone reporting them. Like a lot of the things that we talked about today, like what if I offered this thing and then people cancel their credit cards or like, what if someone steals it? What if someone copies for me? But then I'll ask them like, but what then? So then what are you doing about it? Right? Because some of the stuff we can and can't control, some of it, even if we get the legal pieces in place, we're not necessarily getting these legal pieces in place so that no one can ever copy us. Like there's no, as I always say, like there's nothing that stops somebody from grabbing their phone and like typing in your caption into their caption, right. On, on social. So that's easy to do. And like, there's, there's not a lot you can do to block them, but you can do something uh, to put yourself in a position to do something about it. And then we can work on releasing the rest, right? You and me together, because I've got, look, I've got my own anxieties from here to next Sunday. And a lot of it is about stuff that I can't control. And that's not up to me. And we're fooling ourselves if we think that we can just sit here and, you know, worry it out. Like we're going to, we're going to like fix it by worrying or whatever. I really do believe that you're resourceful, you're resilient that you can handle it when or if it does happen. I believe, for one, that probably a lot of what you're worried about wouldn't even ever happen. Um, and two, that if it did happen, it's outside of your control, that that's because it would be outside of your control. And therefore, if it did happen, you are strong and capable enough to just deal with it. And that's really all that you can do, right? So I am here. My ultimate bundle is here, for example, so that you can have that like breath of, uh, of relief, that sigh of relief, knowing that you have done what you can do. Because like with the Ultimate Bundle, for example, you can get the legal contracts that you need, like quickly fill out the ones that you need right now. Like if you need a client contract or you need a course contract or you have to um, protect your website with like privacy policy, a website disclaimer and terms and conditions, those are all in the bundle for you. And then it'll teach you like how to set up your LLC. It'll teach you about trademarks and copyrights. It'll teach you what to do if a client doesn't pay you. I even give you the email to send them if they don't pay you, you know? So you have the resource. Like that's why I created this so that the bundle, the ultimate bundle is not a course. It is meant to be something that you continuously go back to and you draw upon when you need it. It's a resource um, it's something, it's, I mean, it's a pack of legal templates with a resource that you continue to go back to if and when you need it so that you're not alone in these situations so that you do prevent as much as humanly possible. And, you know, we work on what we can actually control and what you can control is getting the legal foundation in place, having the contracts that you're going to need to enforce this stuff and protect yourself and protect your boundaries, even more importantly, and learning how to get some of the key legal pieces in place that keep you legally safe, like registering your business properly, getting business insurance, setting up a business bank account. Those things are basic and fundamental and required to run a safe online business. 
So I definitely recommend checking out the Ultimate Bundle. I'll leave um, a link to the Ultimate Bundle in the show notes down below. Um, you can get a really great deal on the Ultimate Bundle if you sign up for my free legal workshop called Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business below. Even if you don't want to watch it, if you already know you need the bundle, just sign up for it so that you can get the best deal. It's the best deal you can get on the Ultimate Bundle. So I highly recommend doing that. And I'll make sure I leave all of that for you in the show notes. With that, um, I want to give you your quick little like to-dos, takeaways. Here's what I would do if you were listening to this episode. So for one, I would focus on getting your contracts in place because probably as you heard today, contracts are really important and they're going to be like the most immediate need if you haven't done that already. The second thing is that I would make sure that your business is registered properly so that you are personally legally protected. If you don't know how to do that or what I'm talking about, I teach you how to do that inside the Ultimate Bundle. I also go over that in that free legal workshop I was talking about, five legal steps to um, protect your online business down below. So I'll, I'll link to that down below. But you want to make sure that you are registered properly. The third thing I would do after this episode is get business insurance so that you are financially protected in your business. The fourth thing I would do is familiarize yourself and listen to some of the episodes that I talked about, about protecting your content, like knowing how to protect your content, what pieces of your content actually need legal registration, what kind of stuff you just need to be aware of. But I would listen to those episodes. And the fifth and final thing that I would do after listening to this episode is that if you are ready to like stop worrying about the legal stuff and confidently be able to grow your business, I would go get the ultimate bundle. If you've been thinking about it for a while, I don't know what's going to change with time, but I would highly recommend getting inside because what I hear every single day as a creator myself is from thousands and thousands of customers saying, I once I got it, I automatically felt better and I was able to start moving forward. I was able to start confidently um, promoting my business. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you an email I, got, I just got. Okay, here's an email I just got today from a brand new bundle member. She said, I'm nearing the launch of my first online course, which will later include a group coaching component. I've been playing small with promoting my one-to-one -one coaching offers because of my DIY contracts that I know aren't as legally good as they should be. I knew I needed some legally legit contracts in place before I could really feel comfortable and confident to scale my business and up-level. I was and still working through afraid of being seen. I was comparing you and your ultimate bundle between uh, another attorney for coaches who offers similar legal templates. And ultimately, I went with the ultimate bundle because it really seemed to have everything I needed for what I'm hoping to build. I love that there's continued support and opportunity to connect in the Facebook community group if I need to, as well as the ability to search the group to see what questions have been answered before. When you announced the bundle would be on sale and I saw your bonuses, it really was a no-brainer. I haven't even logged in yet, but I already have more peace of mind knowing that I can't, that I have it and I can't wait to dive in and get things set up. Thank you. Um, so that was a really nice email that I got to just a couple of minutes ago that backs up what I'm saying here about, I think as soon as you even have it, you're going to feel better, but really I want you just to get this stuff in place. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, my DMs and email are always open. You can DM me at Sam Vanderwielen on Instagram. Let me know you listened to this episode or if you have any questions. And you can always email me or reply to any of my emails that you get um, with any questions that I can help you with. With that, I'll chat with you in a few days. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. 
You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.